0: You are now listening to the Hunter's Advantage Podcast. We preserve the history and sport of hunting through curious conversation and action-packed hunts, as well as offering you tips and strategy for more successful hunts. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Hunter's Advantage Podcast. This is episode number 119. And today I am flying solo. I'm Christian Babcock, your host, and I'm just going to be doing this podcast all by my lonesome. So it is the 27th. It is Tuesday. I'm sure we're going to drop this episode on Wednesday, but I wanted to get here. I wanted to get on the podcast and talk about a little bit of my mess ups this past weekend on our first hunt ever in Kansas for whitetails. And I wanted to talk about it while I was fresh in my mind. And the topic that came to mind while I was thinking about this was shot sequence. So a lot of things happened last weekend. We hunted quite a bit in Kansas. There's some fun stories. And we just dropped a YouTube video uh, on the channel uh, all about the weekend. You can watch most of the highlights there. But Jake and I are going to jump on a podcast on Thursday that we'll probably release later in the week. And we will detail all about our Kansas hunts and what we saw, what happened, what we messed up what we're going to do going forward, that sort of thing. On today's podcast, what I really wanted to talk about was the importance of creating a shot routine and sticking with it when you're in hunting scenarios. This is probably going to be a pretty quick episode because, one, I'm not a professional archer. I'm just a bow hunter. And two, I probably can't solo talk about shot routines for 40 minutes or an hour, but I'm going to talk about how I messed up a little bit, my own personal evidence of this, and, and how I think it can maybe benefit you guys to have a shot routine. So a shot routine, kind of what is it for me? It is just a standard process that I go through on every single shot to make sure that what I'm doing is consistent and the same every single time, just like your anchor points on a bow. You want your shot routine to be the same every single time. So you have a repeatable process that you can go back to. So you can go back to just to make sure you're having a consistent shot Every single time. So what mine usually looks like is drawing back my bow. And this may be wrong according to a lot of people, but what I like to do is acquire my trigger first. I know a lot of people like to acquire the peep side, uh, acquire their anchor points, nose on the uh, tip of the nose to the string, corner of the mouth, jawline, all those sort of things. For me, I have a, a release that is very heavily set. So it takes a lot of pressure to, set it off. So I like to deeply acquire the trigger with my index finger before I even get into my peep side. So once I do that, then I'm going my anchor points. First one's corner of the mouth. Second one's jaw, third one's nose. And I don't even really know if I keep them in an exact order. I just make sure all those are good. I make sure my bubble is next, make sure my bow is not canted or or tilted in a singular direction. And then I obviously start my aiming process and I have to accept the float, accept that that pin is going to move in and off of the target spot that I am looking to shoot at, and then just execute my shot as far as gripping, making sure my finger is completely around the trigger and pulling with back pressure until that surprise shot ends up happening. So, I give you a little bit of backstory because my shot routine ends up taking me. Usually, I would say it'd be extremely normal for me to pull back my bow, and it might be twenty seconds before I end up firing that shot, or fifteen seconds uh, after I do acquire my anchor points, acquire the trigger, pull through my shot, and that surprise shot ends up happening. Well, this last weekend, I let my shot routine breakdown in hunting. And it's kind of like that Mike Tyson adage, you know, everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face and in hunting, it's kind of the same because you have this plan, you have this routine that you go through and you know, you go home and you shoot your bag and you're just pounding X's on your bag. And then you go to the 3d range and you know, you're 10 ring and in 12 ring and some targets and it just, everything seems to be working correctly. And you know, I, I think that's fairly easy in a, in a no, no pressure situation when you're shooting targets, it's not a tournament or you're shooting your bag in your backyard because you're relaxed. It gives you, you have plenty of time and an limited amount of time to execute your shot routine and make a good shot. Well, this last weekend when we were hunting, uh, I decided on one of the last evenings to go hunt off the ground because the spot that I was going to hunt was very far back off of the area that we ended up parking. And it was a long walk. So I was like, you know what? I, in the vein of mobility, I want to be able to move around on this piece quite a bit. And so I'm going to go in on the ground. Well, what didn't happen was I tucked myself back in a cedar and I was, had my bow, had my camera arm, had everything set up in the cedar. And there wasn't a very big hole for me to shoot through, but I drew back while I was sitting there, you know, no pressure on me, just to make sure I had some clearance. While hunting this new area, I busted a couple does on my way in. And it was uh, after that, I was like, well, I hadn't been seeing hadn't seen deer in three straight sits. So I was like, well, I know I busted deer, but at least I'm seeing deer. This is a positive. So I kept trekking on, got upset, got set up in this cedar, like I said. And about 10 minutes before dark, up the trail that I had walked in on, here comes the same two does. Well, what happened was I was on the ground. These does followed the exact trail that I walked in on. And on the ground, they were about five yards away from me, which was crazy. I mean, it's awesome to see deer up that close. But uh, from a bow hunting perspective, it's pretty impractical to be that close on the ground if you're not already drawn or prepared. So by the time they got on me, it was you know, they were within 25 yards from the first second that I saw them. So that happened. They walked into five yards. I let them work past me a little bit. It wasn't really moving much. You can see this in the YouTube video. But I sat there, and of course, like they always do, they found my trail, they scented me, and they started stomping. Well, they didn't know exactly what I was or what was going on, so the first doe ran out to about 20 yards and, you know, continued to blow. And even though I was probably close to a mile back in this piece of public, I was like, you know what? This doe's blowing. I've been wanting to shoot a doe all weekend. I'm going to try to get a shot off on this deer. And I'll figure out how we're going to drag this deer a mile out later. So anyways, I pull back on this deer. And you can see this, like I said, in the video. I'm going to keep referencing the video because it's some video evidence. But I get in full draw on this deer. And like I said, that 10 to 15 shot second shot sequence, or that 15 to 20 second shot sequence that I usually take in my backyard when I'm shooting 3d went out the window. It's a pressure cooker situation where a deer is standing at 20 yards. You know, they're alerted, you know, they're fixing to run away and you want to get a shot off. Well, I drew back and I think I counted by the time I drew back from the time I drew back and the shot went off. I think it was less than five seconds. And I know there's a lot of hunting scenarios where that's Okay and a buck runs in on you and you get in full draw and you kind of just have to either punch the trigger or just make the shot go very quickly so you're not making sure your bubble's level and going through your checklist and your process. Well, this was one of those situations. I knew this deer was fixing a walkout uh, of my life and I just decided I wanted to get a shot off. So what happened was in the middle of this, I noticed, or in the middle of this, I didn't notice that my cam was smashed into a cedar limb above me and when I went to pull through my shot, smacked the top of the cedar. Them arrow goes flying over the top of the doe's back, and just really messed that one up. And not only did I not make sure of the positioning of my bow when I was in that situation, but I also just took the process that I practice every single day, and I sped it up by three or four x. And anytime you do that, it just ends up being a pretty bad scenario. And the reason I say this is because shot sequence, shot routine is what allows you to have consistency shot after shot after shot and day after day after day. When you take that same shot sequence and you speed it up or you change pieces of it in the middle of a high-pressure situation, you can, for the most part, usually expect a bad outcome. And I'm not saying that you can't punch the trigger and get one, or you can't speed up your shot process and get one. I've definitely had to do that before. And especially when you're hunting public land where there is no corn or there is no feed that's keeping the deer fixated in one spot, or you can expect them to walk in and stop at this er area, this area that doesn't happen. So it was just tough. It was a tough realization that, Hey, if I need to change something about my shot routine, if i need to speed it up drastically or i need to make sure or i don't have the time to make sure that my bows not encountering limbs and other things when i'm shooting that's probably just not a time to take a shot and if it's on the buck of a lifetime or a buck that you're going to get one opportunity at i understand that but for me i just got really antsy on wanting to shoot a doe and i've talked about it in the past before it's really easy to get greedy out there It's like, well, no, I put in the effort. I want to harvest this dough. I'm going to make it happen by any means. And that's just a pretty poor attitude to have. So this last weekend was not a good one for me in in terms of shot process. Uh, There were shots that were rushed. There was routines that were abandoned. And I just wanted to get on the podcast real quickly and talk about shot routine, the importance of it, and why you shouldn't abandon it in a hunting scenario, it's like hunting's interesting because you take this awesome routine that you have built, you take all this practice that you've had in the summer and maybe the spring leading up to the deer season. And in some scenarios, it can go all out the window. And it's like a, a guy who's planning for, a you know, an, an elk hunt needs to shoot 400 yards and practices these long range shots where he can you know, take a minute to, to get his sights and pull through the trigger and, you know, make a a great shot and develops a routine. And then the second an elk runs in at 400 yards and it's do or die, that routine goes out the window. So for me, one of the things that I'm going to try to do is unless it's a very odd scenario where it's like a once in a lifetime buck or a scenario where I think I can speed my routine up maybe just a little bit or go through my checklist just a little bit faster and not greatly alter it, alter it. I want to be able to walk away and let that bow down. If I feel like I am not going to be able to execute a good shot routine. So with that being said, that's my plan this weekend. I'm hunting in Oklahoma. I've got deer coming in like clockwork and I hate going into an opener of a state looking for some redemption, but I am. It's where I'm at, and it stinks, but I'm going to try to institute that shot routine. I've been working on it all all week so far, so just the last couple days I've been home. I've been keeping my bow on the couch in my office, and I'll go out throughout the day, shoot three or four arrows, shoot 20 arrows, grab one arrow, do some one arrow training, I'll just go out and shoot my bow on four, five, six different occasions and just walk myself through that checklist mentally, drawback, acquire the trigger, anchor points, let the pin float, pull, 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 and just not compromising on that routine because that routine, when I can implement it and I can do it on my pace at my time, it's something that allows me to be extremely accurate. So some of you guys might be listening and say, hey. That's cool. Shot routine's awesome. But, you know, if it's do or die, I'm going to punch the trigger and let it fly. And I say to each their own on that. And, you know, there's some, like I said, there's some scenarios where I'm, I might do that too. But on a doe, on a deer like that, I don't want to risk wounding one. I don't want to risk messing it up just for one of those. So that's what I think about shot routine. It may be fairly basic, it may be simple. But I just thought it would be interesting to get on here and encourage some of you guys that may be going through some of the same issues. It's so funny as a bow hunter, as someone who's been bow hunting for 12 or 13 years now, I can go back to the infancy of bow hunting and messing up so quickly. And it just feels like bow hunting is one of those things it's when you get a little high on yourself. Humility is coming your way, and I, I hate eating humble pie. And my my Prime Nexus 4 had not had a single miss on it all last year. I went three for three with it last year, and here I am putting a, uh, putting some misses on it early in the season in Kansas. But it is what it is. This is one of the reasons that I love bow hunting is because it's just these massive highs and these massive lows. And sometimes you can be well practiced and you can put in all the effort and you can still mess it up in the moment because, like I said, hunting is a pressure cooker. And just like I was talking with uh, Jake Ayers and Jake Gaylord last weekend, the only man that will never miss is the man that never takes a shot. So that kind of gave me a little bit of encouragement. And I made up that quote by myself. So hopefully, I'm not stealing that from anyone. But man, bow hunting is humbling. I love it, but I hate it sometimes. And I, this week is going to be my week of just instituting that shot routine, drilling it into my head before the bulk of the season gets here and not compromising on it. Unless it's a very, very unique scenario where I just kind of need to speed it up and get it done. So that's my mess up from the last week. Hope you guys enjoyed a little bit of it. Hopefully this shot routine podcast was somewhat informational to you guys. If you guys want me to do a deep dive on this topic, have no problem doing that. Just let me know, or we can even bring on a, an expert in the archery space that's not just some okie bow hunter trying to share his opinion. So let me know. Send us a message on Instagram, hunters underscore advantage, or send us a message on TikTok or wherever you want to get a hold of us, YouTube. Um, and I did want to tell you guys we're going to do a hunt talk episode. So Hunt Talk has been one of those series on the podcast that has been extremely popular. And we run it all the way through hunting season, where the week after a weekend hunt or a week-long hunt, we'll jump on the podcast, talk about what we learned, what happened, what's going on in the deer woods. And don't fret, because I know it's deer season. A lot of you guys have seen that we've been in the woods with our Instagram stories and our YouTube video we just put out. Hunt Talk starts this week. We're going to put an episode out on Friday for you guys with Jake and I. Talking about this last weekend and our first experience in Kansas. So that's coming. Get ready for it. If you guys are enjoying the podcast, there's a lot of you guys that listen, and I beg you, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcast. We have 75 ratings and reviews right now. We need to get up to 100, and we'll give away a hat when we get to 100. So it's like a it's like a 35 hat. So pretty good. Or sorry, 30 dollars hat. It's a pretty good deal for you guys just to go down, click five stars. Leave us some feedback um, and we will choose one of those reviewers to give a hat to. So thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. We appreciate you guys so much and be on the lookout for the next Hunt Talk episode. Hunt Talk season two is coming on the Hunters Advantage podcast and that'll be out this Friday. And then like we said, every single week after that, we'll recap the hunts from last weekend. Appreciate you guys and we'll catch you in the next one. Peace. Thank you guys so much for checking out the Hunter's Advantage podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcast, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to the podcast. Thank you guys so much, and we'll see you in the next episode.